Hey, it's your girl, Rel. And me, Neek. And you're listening to Minds and Microphones. So sit back, relax, and let's let's chat. chat. Hello, 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 everybody, and welcome to Minds and Microphones. It's your girl, Rel. And me, Neek. And we are so excited to be back with you guys. We know it's been a while. We know it's been a while. But everybody has been living in the the year of 2020. And so you have to understand. And I'll leave it at that. Yes. (laughs) Exactly. Um, Oh, Lord. I don't know what that was. (laughs) Uh, But, yeah. So um, we thought that it would be best to come back talking about what is going on. I mean, what's up with 2020? Who would have imagined that 2020 was going to be like this? When we were planning our New Year's plans, no one thought (laughs) that this was going to be our year. So we're back here. So the first thing I'm thinking about, oh, well, you know what? Let's pray in. Let's not forget that. Neat, you want to pray? Sure. Lord God, we thank you for allowing us to use this platform, Lord God, to be able to have a conversation about today's events, Lord God. We know that you are in control, Lord God, and we just pray that you will guide our conversation, guide our thoughts, and those that take the time out to listen, Lord God, we pray that they too would hear from you as they engage in our conversation, even though they may not be able to partake of it one-on-one, but we Mm -hmm. pray, Lord God, that the things that we discuss, Lord God, would spark some conversations among the listeners. Lord, we love you and praise you, and we thank you for all your blessings. In Jesus' name, amen. 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 So we did get to record um, early this year, Mm -hmm. the day that we found out that Kobe Bryant had passed away. Right. You said what? I said that was unbelievable. I know. I just feel like the year started off horrible and it just didn't stop, you know? So, I mean, that happened and um, that was hard to reel back from. Mm -hmm. But but then around February, we started hearing about this coronavirus. Right. But and we didn't even take like, it seriously yet. Not in February. I know, we're like, it's over there. Uh-huh. <laughs> and I remember going to church and being like hugging people and some people being like, no, I'm not hugging. And I'm like, whatever. No, I'm going to hug. Right. <laughs> and I know that was me too. Mm-hmm. You know, I've actually, because there was one person that was very much, I am, I'm, don't touch me. I'm not touching nobody. You know, no mm-hmm. offense but I'm not shaking any hands or hugging anybody or anything. And I was like, okay. Um, And I actually had to call her. and Well, I sent her a text message. I said, you know what? I humbly apologize. (laughs) (laughs) Because I had, because I gave you a side eye a couple times, but now I realize what you already understood. (laughs) (laughs) You know? Because, I mean, this coronavirus pandemic has just rocked our world. It has. 
um, and and world. <laughs> it's like literally, literally, yeah, literally. yes. And it's it's just you know when you think about it, I know a lot of people are, and I think we talked about it in one of our earlier um, episodes when we talked about Psalm ninety one ten, and uh, mm-hmm. that Psalm of um protection how um god will protect us from pestilence and disease and and all and and i think that as we discussed back then we still have to be wise it's like you know the lord the lord is in control and he knows the end from the beginning the beginning from the end Mm -hmm. but why would you tempt him by basically walking out into a busy highway and say, well, if the Lord's will, I get hit by a car, I'll get hit by a car. Right. He knows what we don't know. (laughs) You know, so follow the guidelines. (laughs) Right. Because I mean, he knows, but we don't know, you know, so you know, we have to, of course, we trust in God and everything, but we have to exercise wisdom. And I know people are tired of hearing people say, you know, you have to exercise wisdom, but that's just what mm-hmm. the reality is. You have to exercise exactly. everything that you do. You have to exercise wisdom. And if they say wearing a mask reduces your chances of catching it, then just wear the mm-hmm. mask. I mean, you can't go into the store anyway without a mask. And if you're in your private space, then no one's making you wear a mask. So exactly. I don't understand yeah. why people are protesting against wearing masks, you know, and, um, you know, trying to stay six feet away and, um, you know, limiting your um, limiting your your, I guess, gatherings to 20 or less, things like that. Just, right. you know, just do it, you know, and um, um. I, there's a lot of people, I, I just think that sometimes people want to, there's always going to be a rebel. There's always going to be rebels in, in everything. Troublemaker. <laughs> yeah, always, always. So, you know, I don't understand the big deal in just following the directives. I mean, we see that it's been working, you know? Yeah. Do you know well, anyone uh, close to you that um, had come down with the virus? Um, just the the couple that we know of from um a congregation. Oh, okay. Um, okay. But no one else. Okay. And see, that's another thing I'm thinking about. How every there's a lot of critics out there saying, "Oh, well, pastors that close their church don't have any faith." Blah blah blah. And right. once once you find out someone in your own congregation had it, you think about the wisdom of your pastor. You know, right. because these are right. people you talk to and hug and are, you know, are exactly. friendly with every yeah. week. And they don't know, you yep. don't know you have it until you know, you know. Exactly. So, yep. why why wouldn't a pastor take the precaution to protect his flock, you know? Because, unfortunately, I think that some people want to prove that they are super Christian and then you have the congregation that will follow because they feel like if they don't follow along, that it's going to look like they lack the faith. And like when I see all of these people 
um, singing in a choir like they were showing for uh, Vice President Pence was speaking somewhere and it was like a hundred people singing in this choir mm. and none of them had on masks while they were mm. singing but the article said that they put their mask on when they sat down but that the damage has already been done if you're out there singing and suppose one of those people had coronavirus and didn't know right especially so, when you're singing right and and i i guess i i just i can't understand why um wearing a mask has become a political issue you know, know. It's, it's a health issue, kind of like the whole thing with global warming. They turned that into a political issue. Mm-hmm. I, I I just don't get it. Just because you don't understand it or don't want to believe it does not make it so. Right. Right. So and and you know how is wearing a mask cringing on your freedoms? Your freedom it, to what? Right. To exactly. show your face. And, like I don't I don't understand. And and the thing is, they don't realize that by them not wearing a mask, they are harming other people. It's right. not about you protecting yourself. If you don't care about yourself, that's one thing. But care enough about other people because the studies have shown that wearing a mask is going to protect other people just in case you have the virus and don't know it. So right. if I wear a mask and you don't wear a mask, I care enough to protect you, but you don't care enough to protect me. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's the way I look at it. Yeah. So, so you yeah, know, my brother's keeper. Yes, I am. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. The Bible tells us that we're supposed to care. We're supposed to love others as we love ourselves. That's right. And you know. Um, if you if you care about your freedoms and all of that, then you show that you love yourself, and so love other people, you know. Yeah. Um, and then they started talking about these. Uh, uh, oh, and so just a PSA: keep washing your hands, people. Keep wearing your mask in public. You know, um, limit your exposure. Don't come on. Don't go to bars and just be there with no mask on. All on the dance floor, you know, with people. If you go to a restaurant, go to one that is doing limited capacity where, like, you're the only people sitting in a big area, you know. Right. Um, or, eat, or eat outside, you know. Um, right. You know, if you're going to have a long, extended conversation with someone, try to make it outside. Try to stand outside and talk or at least sit or, or stand six feet away. Um just you know, just be just be cognizant, be vigilant. Just know, you know, and if and try to stay around the same people. I mean, the people you've seen within the past couple of weeks, stay around them, them instead right. of continuing to introduce yourself to new new people and new germs. Um, right. So then, like for a quick second, right? They started mm-hmm. talking about murder hornets, but then that disappeared. Do you think that was right. just something to try to shift our attention? I don't, so do you think it was? Because, yeah, I haven't heard any more about them. I don't know. I haven't either. I mean, I heard that they were coming, that they were here or around or something. Mm-hmm. Were they in Washington or something? And, or what, wherever they were. I don't remember where they were. But yeah. then after a second, I mean, a quick second, I didn't hear anything right. else about them at all. 
So oh. I don't know if they are still a thing. I'll have to look that up because maybe it's just not in our area. I don't know. Yeah. Or maybe it was just a distraction. I don't know. Because mm -hmm, we know that those distractions are out there. Right. <laughs> what What do you think about um, people who have like conspiracy theories about coronavirus? Like that is a hoax or that, you know, there's a, that, that it was released on purpose for population control, stuff like that. Well, I, I don't know. I, I'm of the mindset regardless of the origin or how it started, it's here. So we right. have to deal with it. So, um, so it, 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 some people, and I used to be that way, where I wanted to know why certain things happened or was, was it done on purpose? And if it was done on purpose, is there anything that I can do about it? Probably not. Right, so right. What, what can I do? I can try to myself from it. And then maybe if, if there is something I can do about the way it was introduced or the way it was released, then I will find a way to what, write my congressman or mm -hmm. I don't know. So it's like yeah. we have to focus on the things that we have some kind of control over. And the only thing that we can do is try to That's protect so ourselves at this moment. That's so, so. true. And, you know, um, you're, you're right. I think, I think the same thing. I mean, of course, I have my own conspiracy theories that run through my mind, but mm -hmm. am I really one to put it out there and perpetuate conspiracy and all that? Not really. You know, I've, I've talked about some things and fun, you know, with, with right. people, but, um, I don't put anything past our government, you know, and, um, oh, gosh, I know. <laughs> yeah, you know, and, and who, just who knows, who knows why, who knows where, we, we're never going to know. So, um, like you said, we can just have to do the best that we can to control what we can, you know, for ourselves, our individual um, actions and reactions. So, so just on, and, and what do you think about, yes, we will. Trying to think of all the different reasons and conspiracies. Yeah, you're absolutely right. We will. We'll lose our mind. Yeah. So one of the big debates, I'm a parent, you're a parent. One of the big mm -hmm. debates among parents are is um what are you gonna do about school if they give you the choice of if your kid goes to school on a limited basis or if they stay home and do distance learning fully? I know you have one that's still in mm -hmm. high school and you know mm -hmm. I have two in elementary so what what do you think you're going to do I'm, I'm not sending my kids to school well and I don't blame you um mm -hmm. so with a high schooler it's a lot different because yeah. they know how to wash their hands keep their hands mm -hmm. not to say they'll do it regularly but with kids, with little kids in elementary school, you know, they're around their friends and they like yeah. to hug and, and right. they cough. They don't always cover their mouth. Right. So it's, it's a lot different with little kids mm -hmm. and with older kids. And they did send out a survey um, to parents and they had the students um, completed as well as oh, far okay. as our idea um as far as what we wanted for the fall and what we would be comfortable with. I mean, even questions hmm. about riding the bus. <laughs> right. So different things like that. And, and my whole opinion was 
You know, it has to be a combination. It's not having so many kids in the school at once, um, like every other day, um, and not having them go all day because I can't see having a child wear a mask day. So oh, yeah, if I can sure. have them there for um, a few hours a day, send them home um, like at lunchtime, and mm -hmm. then that's it. And then for kids that need extra help or those that um, have special needs or whatever, then you do have to prioritize them. But how, how does that look? I mean, do you have four people in a classroom? I don't know. That's something that they right. have to work based on the child. So. Yeah, it's, it's too much to try to figure out. Um, mm -hmm. I don't see. I mean, we're talking about millions of kids, even just in right. one state, you know. So yeah. um, I, my like you said, elementary. I mean, I have a kinder. I'm, I have, I'm going to have a kindergartner and a third grader. So they're mm -hmm. too young, especially the kindergartner, kindergartners, you know, right. to try to keep them in a mask all day and remember. I mean, if I take my, my five-year-old to the store, mm -hmm. I find myself reminding her because she, she doesn't like the mask, you know? So she's like, well, I just right. want to put it down for a second to breathe. And so, like, I have to walk her to the other side of the store around nobody and let her breathe for a minute and then put it back on her. You know, and, and I right. can see her not being with me, pulling it down so mm -hmm. she can breathe and so that she can talk or so, that, you know, without thinking right. about how serious this is. Because they're kids. Right. They don't, it's not even their duty to understand how, how serious right. it is. And um, that plus, I mean, all the things that people don't think about, like, okay, how are they going to eat lunch? Because you have to take your mask off to eat lunch. Mm -hmm. So are they going to? They can't sit in the cafeteria together, you know. How right. are they going to play recess? How are they going to have gym? How are they going to? Mm -hmm. How are they going to? How are they going to? How are they going to? You know. And so, right. um, yeah, I, I don't think I'm. I'm not. I'm. Well, it's not that I think I'm not sending my kids back to school. Um, I know we live in different counties. They haven't even said anything to me at all <laughs> since a survey or oh, anything wow. about <laughs> what we want to do with our kids, but. Um, ho I'm hoping to see something soon, but yeah, yeah. it's just been a debate among parents. Cause, and then, and then what I wanted to say, um, about older kids. Yeah. they are more, they understand more what's going on and everything, mm -hmm. but think about the adults that aren't in school that don't want, won't wear masks. You know, uh, so you're yeah. still gonna have those kids in high school because who are like, you know, the parents that serious, yeah, or yeah. you know, their parents say it's an infringement on their freedom. You know that they're gonna right. be the same way. You're gonna see that same reflection of the population. So it's not right. safe. It's just not safe. Yeah, that's and it's unfortunate. Yeah, it's unfortunate, but um, until there's at least a um, a vaccine or or, or a cure like a treatment, mm -hmm. you know, then um, I, don't, I just don't think the kids can go to school full time. I, I see this as being, as turning into like what the flu is now. Like some people take the vaccine, at the very least right. there's a Z-pack and you miss school for a week and a half, you know, if you get it. Right. But um, I'm hoping that they can get it to that point and, um, and we can just take our precautions as we do with the flu every year. Right. Yeah. Because I, I think 
um, with so many people not taking this virus seriously. Mm -hmm. That's that's the scary part. I was talking to somebody today and, you know, she was just talking about how selfish people are. And Mm -hmm. it is, it is about people being selfish. When you think about people that are like, oh, well, if I get the virus and so be it, you know, I'm young, it, 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 it won't be that bad for me, but so it might, it might be that bad, but maybe it's not that bad for you. And you, um, you give it to somebody else and it's bad for them. But it's just right. like every every person that gets it, you don't know how it's going to affect them. But right. think about the healthcare workers, you know, and, mm. and that's the point that my friend was making. Think about these healthcare workers. They are out there trying to save people's lives. And people don't want to take a simple precaution like wearing a mask. Mm-hmm. So you don't want to wear a mask. Think about those healthcare workers that are scared to go home to their families at night because they don't know whether or not they're taking something home to them. Think about their mental health because they're seeing death every day. They're seeing young and old people dying. And even if they don't die, they see people in bad condition. Yeah, some people might get the virus and then they're well in a few days. Some people get it and they suffer at home. Those are people we don't even hear about. But then you have those that are in the hospital. So when you have these people in the hospital and you've got these healthcare workers and they have to go home to their families and, and just they have to keep their mental health together too. It's like PTSD. Can you imagine yeah. dealing with coronavirus patients not knowing whether or not you're protected enough? I can't right. even imagine that. So then, for people that don't want to wear a mask, think about the healthcare workers that are going to have to take care of you because you don't want to wear a mask. Exactly. And then, you know, I didn't even think about this until I hurt myself a few weeks ago. Think about other people who are in the hospital, who have to be in the hospital, you know, who are not there for coronavirus. You right. know, the more people that get exposed, the more people that go to the hospital, the more that go yeah. to the hospital, the more that the hospital has the virus in it of people mm-hmm. for people who aren't even there for coronavirus or COVID-19 right. um, to, to have um, a, a chance to get sick, you know, right. and I was so scared, like, okay, so you guys don't know this, but me, I know, you know, but I cut my mm-hmm. foot pretty deep right. um, a couple weeks ago and I yelled and hollered and screamed, but I didn't cry until I realized I had to go to the hospital. Wow. And part of that, I mean, yes, it hurt. It hurt like the Dickens. It still hurts. <laughs> but wow. part of that crying was I was sad. I was scared because I don't want to mm-hmm. go to a hospital. I don't want right. to have to go to a hospital. You know, I, I I just I just don't. And I was asking, my mom was here and I was asking, I said, do I have to go? Do I have to go to the hospital? And she's like, yeah, you need stitches. And I was just scared out of my mind to go to a hospital. And I was there and I was asking them like, okay, so where are the coronavirus patients? And they, they told me about how they split up the ER. Um, they split up the, the wings and everything like that. There's one side that's for COVID, the other side is non-COVID. But how do you know it's non-COVID? Exactly, if people, exactly. You know, you don't know. Yeah. I, I think, was it you that I was talking to about this? No. 
I was talking to someone and they, they made me think about that. Like I was already scared. I mean, I mean, you know, I'd already had that fear before, but when I was talking to them about this point, they said, well, how do you know it's non COVID because people right. don't have symptoms. So you exactly. can never be sure that the side of the ER you're on is non COVID. You don't know, you know, you and so it's just, it was, it was scary. And I just, so you got, you have to think about the healthcare workers, think about people in the hospital that, already you know have to be there for some reason some people live in the hospital because they can't survive outside of a hospital just all of those things and like you said it's selfish it's so selfish yeah that you're crying about not wearing a mask about not wanting to wear a mask seriously you know as if that wasn't enough Huh, look at our leadership, you know. Uh, right. Because <laughs> the thing that I that I find so ironic is that he calls himself the president of law and order. Yet <laughs> he cho- he chooses the laws that he wants to abide mm-hmm. by. So mm-hmm. if if a if a state has a law that you must wear a mask when you go into a public place. If a building has a sign that says everyone must wear a mask. Mm-hmm. So you're standing up there saying, except me. And right. then, so you're putting it out there to other people. Oh, you don't have to wear it if you don't want to. As the right. leadership goes, so do the people. So, yeah. you know, you, you cannot call yourself a president of law and order if you don't want to abide by the laws that are set forth. Exactly. So you can't have it both ways. <laughs> it's like picking and choosing what you're going to follow out of the Bible. Exactly. That's- <laughs> you know? That's right. Justifying so, your disobedience. Like, come on. Yeah. Yes. You can't justify disobedience. That's Message. right. <laughs> there you go. Um, there you go. But yeah, it's just, and that's sad. It's sad that we can't get on one accord because if you see how our country is faring against other countries, I mean, Italy had a disastrous turn of events, you know, with mm-hmm. their um, their their death toll. But yeah, as of late, they've only had a few hundred cases, whereas right. our numbers have cr- climbed ridiculously, oh, you know, in the thousands. Yeah. And um, and it's all because we won't take the precautions that right. other countries are taking because our leadership thinks they're bigger and better than everybody else. And it's just, it's unfortunate. It's unfortunate well, time to be in America. And we are bigger. We got more cases. We are yeah. better. Yeah. <laughs> we, we, right. beat, we beat everyone. Congratulations. You right. Congratulations. Here we go. Yeah. What's the prize? A failed economy. Right. And it, it's just, it's really sad because now, um, you know, other countries are banning us from coming over there. Yep. So, you know, people, and who ever heard of that? Right. I know. This one, like, oh, wow. Now the United States is banned from going right. to. Who ever heard of someone, someone banning Americans from touring? Right. That is that's crazy. Yeah. Wow. Wow. And, uh, wow. So, um, as if that wasn't bad enough in 2020, as if mm-hmm. coronavirus oh, wasn't goodness. the epitome of disaster, 
Here mm. we go, and we have to watch over and over again a nine-minute video of the police right. killing another black man. Yes. And that lit the country up, you know? Um, rest in peace to George Floyd, along yeah. with um, Ahmaud Arbery. We had to watch two civilians, white yeah. civilians, with the help oh. of a third, kill a black man running down the street. We mm-hmm. had to hear about a black woman being killed as she was laying in her bed at home mm-hmm. um, because the police had the wrong house, quote unquote, mm-hmm. the wrong house. You know, we right. had to hear. I mean, it's just, uh, and then Rashad Brooks, you know, Brianna Taylor, oh, know. Rashad Brooks, George Floyd. I'm sorry. I said the, and that was in the middle of everything. In the middle of everything. In the middle of everything. You know, it's crazy. You would think that once, okay, so once we saw the George Floyd um, mm-hmm. video, the, I mean, we saw every, you know, the country started protesting. It just became right. on the front front and center, you know, front and center of something Black people already knew has been gone on forever. Yeah. But now it's front and center and people are really paying attention to it. And in the middle of that, when you think that the police will be more cognizant of how they're dealing with with issues and how they're handling issues, you get mm-hmm. issues like, you, you get cases like Rashad Brooks. It's it's crazy, but you know what, Sherelle? When we talk about, you know, at the beginning of the show, we're talking about twenty twenty. Who would have thought? Mm-hmm. But I I heard somebody say yesterday, and. And I guess I never, I, I keep saying 2020 vision, but I never quite mm. put it together because the way this person said it was like, eyes are being opened, people are going to see 2020. So, mm. you figure with all of this going on, 2020 vision, eyes are being opened. I've been saying the great uncovering, but I haven't been saying that eyes are being opened. People are really starting to see people's eyes are really being open to what's around them. That's so many true. conversations are being had that wouldn't have been had otherwise. So right. 2020 is the year of eyes being open and being mm. able to see 2020. So wow. here we go. <laughs> yeah, because everybody was saying that. 2020 vision, 2020 vision. People were doing vision board parties and stuff. 2020 right. vision. And we, no one ever really realized that it meant we were going to be getting some 2020 right. vision. You know, exactly. <laughs> you know, it's crazy. But yeah, but you know what? Um, I don't know how this is going to sound to some people, but sometimes it takes tragedy. Oh yeah, for people to really understand the gravity of a situation of something mm-hmm. that's going on, you know, that's that's going on and ongoing, you know, yeah. and um, I mean, every most black people. I'm not gonna say every because I don't. I, no. I don't have this conversation with every black person I know, <laughs> but most black people I know have had some unjust running with police um i'll share and i i don't know how many people i've told this to probably not many but um i don't think i understood how big of a deal it was until i was older because i didn't grow up Mm -hmm. in that kind of lifestyle um Mm -hmm. 
But when I was 16 years old, I had just got my driver's license. I just started driving, maybe a couple of months. Mm-hmm. And I was driving to work. And I got on the park. Uh, we have what we call the parkway, the BW parkway. We, I got mm-hmm. on the parkway the wrong direction. I was supposed oh. to go north. I went south. Okay. So, I mean, like I wasn't driving against traffic. Oh, okay. <laughs> Like, oh, okay. <laughs> so I was going north. I, I mean, I was going south. I was supposed to go north. And uh-huh. so I was like, oh man, and I was going to be late to work. So I got off and I got back on going the right way, but I was going to be late. So I started speeding. Mind you, I'm 16. Mm-hmm. Okay. So I'm speeding down the road and I see a police officer. And um, he comes up, he speeds up. I, I, I sped past him. And um, oh. <laughs> just oh. call it youthful. Dumbness. So I sped past the police officer (laughs) and um, he speeds up next to me and he's like, slow down, slow down, like motioning, slow down. So I'm like, okay, so I slow down, right? So he drives Uh on. I don't see him anymore. So I start speeding again. (laughs) And I catch up to him, right? And he flashes his amber lights. So I'm like, Mm -hmm. okay, let me slow down. So I slow down again. I don't see him. And what do I do? I speed up. But I oh think he knew God. he knew I was going to speed up because he was like yeah. in the cut somewhere. So he ends up behind me. I don't know. I don't know when I if I passed him or when I passed him or how. I don't know. But he ends up uh-huh. behind me, pulls me over. And, you know, I'm thinking like, oh, gosh, I'm, I'm super nervous. I'm like, oh, man, I'm going to get a ticket. I'm going to get in trouble. You know, and this is just mm-hmm. terrible. It's my first time ever getting pulled over. Every, everything. So I don't know what to do, you know, whatever. I'm just sitting there. Now, mind you, I have on a jean jacket and I worked as a bagger at the commissary on, on post. And uh-huh. I didn't carry a purse. Everything I had was inside the inside pocket of my jean jacket. Uh-huh. So, like my ID, everything like that. So the cop comes to the passenger side of my car because the other side was where the street, where the highway was. Yeah, and, um, right. He, he, I, I roll window down. He asked for my license of registration. He's yelling at me, okay? He's yelling at me. He's like, I'm trying to get off work. I, I'm at the end of my shift, you know, and, and you, I told you to slow down a bunch of times. Like, he's yelling at me. I'm like, I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry. You know, I'm really nervous. I'm shaking. I'm like, I'm sorry. And so he, um, he asked me for my license and registration. I reach in my pocket. Now, mind you, I'm not, I don't know anything. I don't know street knowledge or anything like that. Right. I reach in my pocket to get my ID out. Mm-hmm. He pulls his gun and points oh. it at me, yelling at me to get my hands out of my pocket. Wow. I swear, that has to be one of the most terrifying moments of my life. And I was going to say, when you're not taught about don't reach for anything. Yeah, I didn't know anything like that. Yeah. And I don't think, I mean, my dad maybe, but my mom really didn't grow up like that either. So she probably didn't think to have to tell me that, you know? Right, right. And as parents, we don't really think to have to tell our children, well, we do now, you know, but, you know, when I was 16, it wasn't something like going on a lot that you knew Mm -hmm. of if if you didn't live in that lifestyle. Or in those areas or wherever. And mind you, I live in Laurel. So that wasn't a big, you know, area where that was happening that that I knew about, you know, that I knew about. It was happening, but I didn't know about it. 
Right. And so, you know, he pulled his gun and he's like, get your hands out of your pocket. And I just put my hands up and I'm just like, I, I don't, I'm, okay, my hands out of my pocket. And I'm, I'm telling him like my ID is in my pocket. I'm just trying to get my ID, my ID is in my pocket. And, you know, and he, so he yells at me to like reach slowly in my pocket to get my ID out, but I don't want to mm-hmm. move at this point. I mean, he's got his gun on me. I'm just like, I don't want to move. And so anyway, I didn't even tell my parents about it at that time. I didn't oh, tell God. my parents about it at that time because I'm still in the mindset of, I really, I was in the mindset of cops are authority, you know, and cops can tell me to do whatever they want me to do and I have to do it. And cops can do whatever they want to do. That's just the mindset that I had at 16. And so I, I'm thinking, you know, if I tell my parents I got that far, I'm going to get, it's going to really be bad. I'm going to get in trouble. Along with this $135 ticket, I'm going to get in a lot of trouble, you know? <laughs> and so, you know, um, I didn't even tell my parents about it at the time. But as I got older and realized what police brutality was, I said, oh my gosh, I could have been one of those names. Yep. I could have been one of those names. And I could have been that unarmed black woman who was killed by a cop. And they right. didn't have body cams at that time. So he could have told any story. You know? It's just it's 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 crazy to think of that. And so the recent um events that have happened they kind of just activated a whole new side of me, you know, and I've been trying to get involved in different, different things where I can take action. I've actually, you mm-hmm. know, I've gone to a protest and I've, uh, I've gone to a couple protests and, mm-hmm. you know, I've joined the NAACP and I joined the, um, the, um, I got on a mailing list for several black organizations. I just, I'm trying mm-hmm. to keep in the, stay in the loop, you know, and I, I just think I'm, it's it's unfair that it's that it's called the justice system, you know, because it's not a just system, you know. And it's I just not. think people should be held accountable, whether you're a police officer or not. You should be held accountable. Really, a police officer should have more accountability, you know, than oh, than I agree. You know. Well, let me ask you: What do you think about this um, defund the police? Yeah. That's the one thing I couldn't get behind. Okay. I can say reduce the funds, you know, until they can prove that their funds are going towards something that is going to be worthwhile for the public. We can shift some of those funds to other areas that are needed, like education, things like that. Um, But completely defunding the police department or abolishing the police and stuff, I'm still going to call the police if I need help. And so I can't be a hypocrite and say, you know, forget the police, you know, the other word they use, but forget the police and I hate cops and all cops can die and all that other stuff and no police department, we get rid of the police. I can't say that. I can't because that's hypocritical of me because if I have a a problem, somebody breaks in my Mm -hmm. house, somebody steals my car, whatever, I'm going to call the police. And I'm going to need them to come and help me, you know. Um, I know a lot of them are corrupt, even more than what people think. Because people say, oh, 98% of the police department is good. No, I don't believe that number. But I do believe that there are some that do their job the way they're supposed to. Well, I was going to say, 
maybe people say 98% of them aren't corrupt because of the way they think of corruption. Because if you think about this whole Black Lives Matter movement, mm -hmm. white people are now starting to see that silence is violence. Mm. So maybe people think that the police are doing their job if they don't commit an act of violence, but they don't understand that by them not stepping up and speaking up when they see it, right. they are part of the problem. Exactly. And, and then as far as defunding the police, I had this conversation with my children because I was like, what do you mean defund the police? I said, you mm -hmm. can't take all the money from them. They're like, well, they don't mean by defunding, taking all the money. They mean using that, taking money from them out of their budget and putting it in somewhere else. So not taking all of it, but right. reallocating some of it. Because one of the things that we're talking about, which makes a whole lot of sense, that a lot of times when people call cops, they don't actually need a cop. They need a social worker. Because you mm. think about domestic violence. Cops are called for domestic violence. What do they know about domestic violence? They are trained to separate the people, put one in one room and one in the other. They can't give any type of counseling. So if you, some of that money out of the um, policeman's budget into social work, and when you get a domestic violence call, if um, no weapons are involved, um, somebody's calling because somebody's yelling and screaming, maybe you take a social worker with you that knows how to de-escalate a situation. You don't yeah. know. That might actually help. Because a lot of times when people see officer in uniform, that escalates a situation rather than de-escalates it. So right. I mean, right. that's just the thought. You know, you get somebody that's trained. And of course, you'd have to train um, social workers in other areas because if it if it they need to be able to protect themselves. But you have a social worker backed up by an officer instead of just sending policemen out on certain calls. Because right. it's like um, policemen, firemen, EMT, you know, they're all trained to save lives. But the firemen and the EMTs are not armed. Mm -hmm. So, Or even... Or even... Um, include that in the police training like i believe uh, police training like, needs to be longer than what it is yeah it needs to be more extensive yeah. and it needs to be continuing like they should there should be required continuing education credits right and you i know? don't know there, there may be i don't know i don't know i've never heard of it I've Probably never heard of it. Depends on the um the jurisdiction also. Yeah, yeah. I think if if even if it's not defunded, I think that the the budget, the police budget needs to be redone. I don't know how much they pour into training, but they need to pour more into training. And and I just, you know, I in general, I just wish that people would wake up and realize, right. and I'm talking about white people. I'm not even going to try to sugarcoat it. I wish white people would wake up and realize that this is a real problem. And I'm tired of trying to convince white people that this is an issue or that it's not happening. And and, and not even, you know what, not even just white, black people too. I'm tired of trying to convince right. them that it's not just 
a um, something that that people want to say because because um, where I'm going with this is I think one of the things that anger me the most is mm-hmm. when people say if Black Lives Matter, why is there so much black on black crime? That statement drives me insane. And I was going to say I'm guilty until I heard a guy put it the other way. Yeah. And the way he said it was that, you know, this isn't about how we treat each other. It's about justice. Right. You know, you, you, you're going to have you got black on black crime. You got white on white crime. You exactly. got all kinds of crimes. Yeah. But when you've got a group of people that are being treated differently by law enforcement because of their right. color, right. that's the problem. We're not talking about black on black crime. That's a different conversation. And, yeah, and that's when I heard him talk about that. I and that's why I said I'm guilty of that because yeah. I'm just like, well, how are they going to respect us if we don't respect ourselves? But that's not the issue. Yeah, I mean, quote unquote black on black crime, which isn't I think it's a made up term, but quote unquote black on black crime is a humanity issue. It's not a justice issue. Right. Um, right. And so, you know, um black. I mean, I, I read an um, article that said that 85% of white people are in America are killed by white people. I mean, mm-hmm. 85% of the people that are killed <laughs> in America are killed by white people. But you don't hear terms such as white on white crime. Black on black crime is a term that was coined with the, with the intention to drive division in our own people. And you can see mm-hmm. it's working because yep. all... You see a lot of black people saying, and I, you know, no offense, but you see a lot of black people out here saying is, um, you know, let's shift our focus from this big issue onto black on black crime. And it's mm-hmm. like, come on, say we all, the only way we get things done is if we all walk together, but right. we're being divided by these different, every little thing that gets thrown out there. And so we can't get on the same page. You see the boycott, the bus boycott worked because everybody did it. Right. Or at least the majority of people did it. And so, you know, we, we as black people, we've been divided for so long and it's not, you know, I'm not mad at black people. I mean, cause it's not a hundred percent our, our own fault, you know, oh, I was going to say it's programmed this way. Yeah, right. I mean, black on black crime was a term for me up until the last recent couple of years. That was a term I used all the time. You know, black yeah. on black crime. You know, it's just programmed. You know, and it's just just yeah. a matter of deprogramming. You know, and and just starting to understand it and and think outside of what we've already been taught our whole lives. You know, I don't think it's right. anybody's fault. It's just our duty to change you know and 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 realize and just use critical thinking more than Mm -hmm. our initial reaction or our initial thought or or whatever so um yeah that's just something i could talk about forever i don't want to dwell on that um i've been a little nervous uh neat because i've been hearing about this new strain of the swine flu in china you've heard about that no no i have not yeah, and I'm just like, are we going to have another issue? Like, oh no, are we going to shut down the border? What are we going to do? Yeah, they said there's a new strain of the swine flu that was found in China. I don't know how big of a threat that is to Americans, but it's on the news. So, oh, have you? I, I'm not really aware of how the swine flu has affected America in the past. Do you know? 
Well, in 2009, that was mm -hmm. the um, H1N1 or h 191 I don't know, but there was some strain of the swine flu in 2009 mm. that was um, a pandemic. Um, oh. And that hit millions of people. And I remember that one because there were tents set up outside of hospitals because of how many people were coming in with flu symptoms. What? See, I didn't even, I think I remember H1N1, but I don't really remember it being a pandemic. I guess because it didn't affect the country the way this one is. You know, so maybe it was H, maybe it was H two N two, but whatever it was, it was a strain of the swine flu, and it was when mm. Obama was president. So that's where um, I think Trump was talking about how he handled that um, before, or I forgot what he was talking about him with that. But Obama got everything in line a whole lot quicker than Trump did. He must have, because again, I don't. I mean, 2009, I was grown. I don't remember. I, don't, yeah. I remember something about H1N1 a few years yeah, you ago. You should look it up. You should look yeah, it up. But it, was, I don't, it was tens of millions of people that were affected. What? Yeah. Oh, wow. Well, but let they me stop being ignorant. <laughs> yeah, it wasn't, it wasn't a high death rate. Like, um, I don't know. Oh, I see. People yeah, it was a lot of people affected, but I think the percentage of people that died was um, lower, and it went on for, I forgot how long. It was like a, it was over a year. Oh, my. Wow. Yeah. Oh, yeah. wow. Well, yeah, that's that's what they're saying, um, that they saw, they found a new strain. People have been infected with a new strain of it in China. So I'm hopefully, I'm hoping that they can get that under control for their, the sake of their country as well as ours, you know. Yeah. But I don't know what 2020 has in store, the rest of it. But um, we're on the second half now. Yeah. And I'm just hoping that it's better than the first. I know. I'm, I'm just trusting God and I know he has everything in control. Yep. And I, I try not to let myself get too anxious about things mm -hmm. because I, I realize, like I was saying earlier, there are things that I can't change. That's if right. there's something that I can do, I'm going to do it. And if it's something I have no control over, um, it's just, well, whatever the Lord has in store, you know, I'm, I'm following him. Yep. And, you know, I think maybe years ago I would have been a mess behind all of these things. But, you know, I praise God for instilling peace in my spirit that yes. all things. I mean, I truly believe that all things work together for good for those who love yes. God and are called according to his purpose. And that's Romans 8, 28. And yes. I, I truly believe that. And I work I, I um I live my life towards that um, because. People don't like to hear everything happens for a reason, but essentially that's what that's saying. There's mm -hmm. a reason for everything that happens. And yeah. whether I'm going to know the reason or not, I trust that God has my best interest at heart. I trust that the Lord knows way better than I do. And I that's trust right. that God loves me. And so I'm not, I can't allow myself to be worried, sick, 
you know, about these things. Of course, you show concern and you do what you can to, like you said, you do whatever you can. But mm-hmm. to drive myself crazy being worried about it or anxious about it, I, I just, I can't do that. Um, nope. And I won't do that because um, I have faith in God and because right. I, I've learned to trust him. Not That's to right. say that if you're worried that you don't have faith in God, but that is to say, or or that you're any less of a Christian, because learning to just have faith and be at peace is a process. It's all a process. You have to go through That's some things. Right. You have to experience some things. You have to have a relationship with God. It's all a process. But that is yep. to say, though, that um, I pray for you for your for an increase in your faith. And I, I pray yes. for an increase in your trust in God. And, and I think that you should pray, um, the people out there, that you should pray for an increase in faith. I mean, literally, I've prayed for that for mm-hmm. myself. Increase my faith, Lord. And that might mean you have to go through some things. Um, but right. but I, I encourage you to pray for an increase in faith. I encourage you to pray for increase in trust in God. I encourage you to pray for wisdom. And I encourage you to um, ask the Lord to speak to your heart. Definitely, because the way your faith grows is by going through things. And as you mm-hmm. go through things, you see how the Lord has brought you through it. Yes. And, and sometimes you don't realize he brought you through it until you're already through it. Right. And then you look back and you're like, wow, I never thought I was going to get through that. But yet here I am. Here I am. Here I am. Praise God for that. And so um, if you are looking for uh, an increase in faith or if you're just looking for a healing for your soul, Mm -hmm. um, for your spirit, um, then there is only one way to receive that. And that is to receive the uh, gospel of Jesus Christ. And when you believe that you're, you're, you're tapped into a soul security. (laughs) You heard of social security, but you're tapped into soul (laughs) security. And only from there, from there, you just, you only grow, you get better, you get wiser, you get stronger and you go through things, of course, but the way you handle things, the way you go through things, it's a whole new mindset. That's right. And it's because of God's transformative power. So if that's mm-hmm. something you're looking for today, then this is for you. Yes. Hey guys, it's your girl Rel, and I just have three questions for you. Jesus is the Son of God. Do you believe that? Jesus died on the cross for the remission of the sin of the world. Do you believe that? Jesus rose on the third day, overcoming and defeating death. Do you believe that? If your answer was yes to all three of those questions, then you then you are saved. Because the Bible tells us in Romans 10 and 9 to confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus Christ and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead and you shall be saved. And so 
with that confession, you shall be saved. Means you will be saved. Means you are saved. Pray this prayer with me. Heavenly Father, I believe that Jesus Christ is the Son of God and that he died for my sins and that he rose on the third day. I want to turn away from the sin of the world and I want to walk a walk that is for Christ. I want to live for Christ and I want to live eternally with Christ at the end of my time. I pray this prayer and ask that you will forgive me for my sins and that your Holy Spirit will come upon me and dwell in me to continue to walk with me and lead me, guide me, and direct me. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. So if you prayed that prayer, let me be the first to say welcome to the family. Welcome to the family. Hallelujah. Praise God. Yes, Yes. our family has grown. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. So you really need to get into a Bible-believing church. That is so important. Family support is important. Mm -hmm. And remember, your church family is your family. Amen. And we are back and we hope that you were able to um, gain something from this episode. We hope that something in you was ignited to get you moving on to what you can do in this time of change. Yes, indeed. You know, we just wanted to have a conversation today. We wanted to come back um to you guys just just talking to you because you guys are friends and we wanted to come and and you're our family and we love you we want to just talk to you guys so that's what that was this was meant for and hopefully maybe like like neat said maybe it sparked something a thought in your mind or maybe it sparked um something in your heart to do some you know some action things like that Mm -hmm. but whatever it is we definitely want to hear from you um on facebook (laughs) on the minds of microphones group yes and you know what time it is now what time is it neat it is time for neat's nugget and rails reminder yay that was the crowd going wild (laughs) (laughs) oh my so today's nugget exercise your 2020 vision Mm-hmm. So, you know, the year is 2020, and we have to open our eyes to what's around us, treat people for who they are, because people show us who they are. We just have to be willing to look. Use that 2020 vision. Yes, that is so true. Use the 2020 vision and use it to to incite change or to at least make people aware, you know? Yeah, that's so good. Well, actually, Neat, during the conversation, you gave me my reminder. Uh Uh-oh. And it is simply to remind you of the serenity prayer. And serenity Mm. means peace. Yes. God, grant me the serenity 
to accept the things I cannot change, the courage to change the things I can, and the wisdom to know the difference. Mm, praise God. Mm. Mm, mm, mm. Cause that's what it takes to accept yeah. the things you cannot change is serenity. Peace. Mm. Yes. God is so good. Mm. I'm so yes, excited. He is. Yes, he yes is. God is so good. So good. So good. All right. So that is the end of our episode for today. And I'm just so glad that you guys decided to um, join us. We are on Facebook and the Facebook group Minds and Microphones. Join us, join us, join us. And we will have some conversations going on on there. Um, Otherwise, I think that, you know, I I can't give you an exact time, but when we're going to get another episode out, we're going to do what we can in the midst of trying to navigate our way through um, you know, everything that's going on with this 2020. <laughs> yeah. Um, but, you know, we definitely, we're not going to leave you. We will be back with another episode soon. Yeah. So just, you know, watch out for it. Please do. All right. So I'm going to go ahead right. and pray us out. Okay. Dear Lord God in heaven, we just thank you, Lord God, for allowing us to come and giving us these um the tools lord god to be able to uh, reach your people in a way that probably wasn't thought of you know a few decades ago Uh, we just thank you for technology lord god we thank you for your spirit we thank you for giving us the wherewithal to talk about social issues even in a christian platform lord god because we know that you affect change everywhere lord god yes and Lord God, we know that it's only by your spirit that change can work out for our good, Lord. And so we just thank you. We thank you for um, for just being in the midst of this conversation. Father God, we pray for our, our listeners. We pray, Lord God, that you will bless them in ways that they've never been blessed before, Lord God. Father God, we pray favor over their lives. We pray that you would accept their confession of faith, Lord God. We pray, Lord God, that you would just be with them, keep them strong, keep their minds focused and stayed on you so that they can have peace in times such as 2020, Lord God. And Lord God, we pray, Lord, that you would um, give them wisdom to see everything that's going on around them, to act appropriately, Lord God, and to react um, in a way that will be beneficial to them and to others around them. Until we meet again, Lord God, I ask that you bless and keep us. And it's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. 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 All right, guys. So we'll see you guys in a couple weeks. And we hope that you guys stay prayed up. Don't forget um, to um, interact with us on Facebook. Um, Until next time, we love you. Peace out. And peace in.